welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, WD pod. Uh, it's uh, I know one part of Manchester is smiling and happy. Um, the other part is it is what it is. <laughs> WD blues, I guess you can call that. You know, the pod. If you're here and you're watching this, first of all, share, like, uh, subscribe to our content, you know, share with everyone. Uh, let me introduce ladies first. Yeah, been a while. Thank you for joining. No problem. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, Tricky too has been it's been a while. Is it your first time this second time maybe second this, time second time this season? Okay. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. And our uh, Champions League man, uh, Mr. Dio. Thank you Hi. guys. All right, Dio, can you flip it if you don't mind? Your phone sets is like perfect, perfect. Uh, so of course, where else? Where else than Manchester Derby review? Where else to start? Ah, uh, wow. That was an analyst. I think the last time, the last time I think it's been this bad. Speak from as a Manchester United fan. Wow. This is, we're going back to like Moyes? Is this, is, am I right, Chucky? Yes. Bad. Like goals and performance. Yes. It was actually, actually the same results. And, um, and someone put it on Twitter. Not only the same result, it's also the same um, points difference, 22 since Moyes. See, see, I, I didn't even see this. I'll be honest. I just remember when I was watching, yeah. it, I was watching it with my friend Dada, and I was like, This feels like when we played them on that more. It's like you just knew we we're gonna lose from the kickoff to the end. Like, no matter what we did, it just felt like eh. when we equalized, I was like, We're gonna lose this game, like, just too many mistakes, anyways. Uh, Jan, I'll start with you since you guys are the winners of this. Tell us what you think. I guess battles, uh, man of the match might be obvious, of course, but still. Yeah, key battles were like, how did you think this game was won and lost? Um, I'm actually surprised because <laughs> City were not playing well going into this game. Um, the game against Everton was horrendous, the game against Spurs was better than Everton, but still terrible. Um, so yeah, we haven't been playing well, so I didn't know what to expect. Man United have got the better of us in previous derbies, but what I have always said about City is we've always won the derbies that we absolutely have to win. You know, a lot of the derbies that Man United have won, it's been when we've already won the title, it's just not confirmed yet. So I think there's been two where you beat us when we were going to win the league anyway. And there was the time, I think you did the double over us, over us the season that Liverpool won the league. But again, we weren't close to Liverpool. It's not like it was a two-point gap. There was like 18 points or whatever it was. So, yeah, so we weren't close. But then the games that we've absolutely had to win to go through to the next stage of a cup or, you know, at Old Trafford when we've needed the three points, we, we tend to win them games. So I expected that if City turned up, we would win. But I thought if the same City that turned up against Everton, then we would get beat. So I was surprised that City actually played as well as we did. Um, I thought I thought it was a good performance from us. Um, we did step up. I think United have their own issues. Um, so that, yeah, speaks for itself. But I think, yeah, De Bruyne played really well. I thought, I thought Jack Grealish was good. Like, I think if De Bruyne didn't do what he did, Jack Grealish would have even been a shout for man of the match because he was, not only was he, you know, getting the ball and going forward. Um, he was also defending when he needed to in the beginning. So I was happy with Jack Grealish. Uh, Bernardo Silva's Bernardo Silva. He loves a big game. 
he 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 just loves it for some reason. And then you know, I think the thing is with City is our best midfield is is when it's either De Bruyne or Gundogan with Rodri and Bernardo. And the problem is what Pep's been doing is playing both of them, and it just doesn't work. That he has to pick one of them to play alongside Rodri and Bernardo in the midfield. And for some reason, the why we've been playing so poorly was when he took Bernardo out of the midfield and tried to put him out wide. So Pep got it right today, um, tactically. I think the first half wasn't too bad for United, but I know from watching United, they have one good half a game. So <laughs> I think it was the first half today. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, like City, I think we should have scored more in terms of like, we're not as clinical this season as we need to be. And okay, yeah, in the end, you know, it was a good scoreline, but it's one of them games where you make one mistake, next minute it's 2-2. So I think you need, we need to be more clinical when we get chances, especially in this sort of title race. Because, you know, if we come up against Liverpool, we're not clinical, we might not win that game. And that changes everything. So, yeah, I think City, as good as we were today, I think we still need to be more clinical. That's just my take on it. But it was a good game. Um, we've not won at the Etihad. I think one in eight we've won. So this makes it two in nine. So, yeah, we're not got the best record at home. But it was, yeah, I'm happy. Were you there? Did you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you went. Okay, you were there live. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other question I went to, I was City pouring. Like, was this one of your best performances or was United were that bad? I think City were good. I think we were good. Um, United, I'd say if I was a United fan, I would be annoyed because it was like you kind of gave up in the second half. Like, Rashford, for me, <laughs> is the one that I was scared of because I thought he loves a derby. And it's kind of like... <sighs> I know you didn't have a lot of the ball in the second half, but it's kind of like Rashford. He probably would have been better if he'd have started just because of his record in derbies. And I think when it went to like 1-1, if he gets the, if he gets the third goal, it could change the whole game. So, yeah, I don't know. I know people aren't happy with McTominay and Fred. Um, I think Cavani would have been better because, you know, he's a striker. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't really. I feel like when I watch football, I'm watching like City. <laughs> so I don't really know United, yeah. what went wrong from your point of view. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess I'll throw down a question uh, to Chucky. Then you can also review the game like the key battles. Like, were, they, were we that bad or City were just that good? Yeah, we, we were that bad. Um, <laughs> some. Some teams just thrive in certain situations. CD thrives in uh, situations where you vacate the middle. So you do half their work for them. Um, Yannicka talked about people that were, she thought were good performers um, on her team. And yes, you, you have this, you have this interesting um, lens when you're, you're watching your team um, because you're, you know, your club will have their own culture. You have their own play FC things going on. So you, you, um, your, your brain decides to spotlight who, who it, who it wants to spotlight. From a Manchester United fan point of view, I think Foden was the you know the knife that cut the bread today. Um, everybody was a you know uh, a recipient of everything he did. He was just an instigator. Yeah. 
um, he brought a lot of fire and could just, you know, uh, I think one of the commented, uh, commentators called him a pest and that's exactly what it was. And that's, <laughs> bad. and that's bad when you have a vacated midfield. Yeah. Um, United went for a 4 4 They did the same setup between um, Liverpool and uh, Ollie was still in charge and the results are kind of similar. Um, and that's why we looked kind of in the game in the first half because we were overloading. Uh, we're looking for two, 2v1 opportunities in front, trying to um press city which our pressing is <laughs> it was different <laughs> i didn't work and the minute the minute um it was self-evident that the four players um sancho pogba bruno and elanga and sometimes fred joined in weren't going to have a good orchestration of pressing intensive pressing to stop city from building up from the back they should just tank it they should just okay that's not gonna work so like I said, even after Sancho scored, which was a brilliant goal, by the way, was. Um, yeah. you never thought that it was something sustainable or, or, or a marker that something was going to change. Um, Yannicka, you know, was very kind. I think what she really wanted to say United <laughs> the second half with a white flag of surrender. It was like, yeah, we're not, yeah. you know, they just checked out the hotel, you know. Um, United has hired a, a psychologist and, uh, you know, and a... Uh, a free kick or uh, what do you call it? Uh, special teams style coach. And none of these things have taken hold yet because psychologically, this team is not together. They don't believe in the mission. Um, they, it has nothing to do with managers or tactics or formations or whatever have you, or even culture. Just this group, this band of people are not really a band of people. And you can see City, City, City are. It doesn't matter who you put in, whether it's Mares or Foden or Sterling, or they, you know they don't understand what the mission is, and they are they willing to fight through um, adversity. United just not there, um, ultimately. And this derby is just a disgrace. The way we kind of um, unilaterally surrendered the second half. I've never seen that. I haven't seen something really close to it. Like derbies where Yannick um, was saying, like Rashford like, is always you know pumping blood and ready to fight. Like you know, they just you know, I I don't I, I don't know what to say. I'll leave it to King Roy King <laughs> to say <laughs> to say what's what's going on because that's uh, I think that's the feeling of most United fans, and it's fine. It's um, we have to we have to acknowledge where we are. We are where David Moyes said we were. Is we need to look at City as something we need to aspire to you know to get to their level. I know they've been financially doped. Yannicka, don't be too. Uh, don't be too happy because uh, the Chelsea situation is your future sometime. <laughs> you know, when we start talking about fit and proper people owning, owning clubs and pumping money into it. But for now, you guys are way galaxies ahead. Galaxies ahead. Yeah, they are. <laughs> From a tactical standpoint, though, one thing I want to talk about, you know, is like defensively, you know, like the back four of Manchester United, right? And I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about City, what Yannicka talked about. For City for midfield, it almost feels like like one Bissaka, right? What she was talking about with Grealish, Grealish kept doing that, like that thing where he makes him <laughs> and she goes to the, she he goes there to drag him out of position. Then somebody makes the over the rest, Cancelo, where's Bernardo Silva? He kept they kept doing that, and I'm like, at some point, like I know there's coaching tactics. At some point, does it not? I think it was Elanga to just say, okay, for the next 10, 15 minutes, just stay there. You know, let's stop the overloads. 
and we, it kept happening. And like two or three goals came from that same place, right? Like two goals. It's like almost bit more than two would have happened. No, David De Gea. It's like it's at some point. Uh, actually, the second goal was directly the first. You know, every every, every goal, uh, the mistakes have happened in phases. Uh, yeah. And it depends on what celebrity villain is there, you know. Like, yeah. for example, if, if, it's, if it's a sequence in which Maguire, who's, you know, like our latest celebrity villain, if he does uh, uh, incorrect player action is what the coach would call it. But if he makes yeah. a mistake, <laughs> if he makes a mistake, that would be highlighted. And like that does a terrible pass, yeah. right? Uh, um and you know the secret. So Elanga, even though he was shining, yeah, he was shining. He looked like a you know rocket um in the attack. Back down low in the low block, he he was out of sorts. And but he's a young player, I guess. Yeah. So what you feel? Defensively, yeah, United organ organization where just looks uh, we look out of sorts. I know. I just just say my opinion. We just look out of sorts. Uh, we try to play this four three three. We have zero intensity in the midfield. You know. I know the other person that brings intensity has zero quality on the ball. Who is Mark Tomlin and Fred to some extent, but they have zero. Like in comparison to where we want to be, it's so bad. Then the people that have quality on the ball, Bruno and um, Pogba. I, I know I, I coined the name for them that I found online. I call Bruno Bruno Westbrook. Anybody? I don't know if you Annika. I like it. I like it. You watch <laughs> NBA, you see, you get that term of Bruno Westbrook. He's just like he's always always in the rush. Like and Pogba, on the other hand. Who I call um, Kyrie Pogba for different reasons. It's like he's too. There's no intensity about his game. <laughs> he's too slow on the ball, and he played well today. I I thought his substitution was was bad for me. That's what I want to highlight. Ragnik needs to take some stick for the substitution because I mean, watch the flow of the game. It's like what are you risking now? We're already down. We're already down three one, right? We're down three one or two one. I don't. We're two one down. I think went to Pogba off. We're two one down. What are you giving up? Nobody in the team can give this level of footwork and passing. Nobody. Yeah. So uh, Ragnik, Ragnik is not really a field coach, right? I mean, he's done it here and there with varying degrees of success. He's an ideologue. Yeah. Um, same way we're going to talk about another person as an ideologue. Yeah, so, I know. I know you have thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get there, right? So the people that, you know, people that are right? You don't have professors in the Tesla line, you know. Uh, architecting the cars, are going to drive, but you have engineering that is practical. So, for practical reasons, Rag has very interesting social issues there. But that's that's not the main The main thing is just backwardness of everything. Axianica and Dio, who are support two teams intensity, where does it come from? Does it come from the coach or, or no? Intensity comes from belief. You can't, you can't pretend, you know, you can't pretend your way out of intensity. Yeah, just believe they they come they come they're geed up players are not geed up. Look, watch watch when they walk out of the tunnel. They look defeated. <laughs> you know, watching the game, uh, you know, just when you see, you know, um, American sports is the, is the uh, indication. When you see them announce that players when they come from the tunnels, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a player game. You see, there's a level of intensity in the brain. There's a geed up that happens. Just internally, because they, they they believe there's a chance they can do something. Our players come out like, okay, this is another day, okay, you know, you know, let's show up so we're not fine, kind of thing. It is what it is. <laughs> that uh, Dio, any final thoughts? You know, I know you are a supreme Manchester United hater. You're always happy <laughs> in the mud. 
I don't know why you always have because we don't have a rival with Bayern. Okay. 199. Nine. I don't know 99. Such a long time ago, Dio. It's such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but you know. I wins it. I social won it. I social won it. I, I can't I can I can't forgive Manchester United for that, but you know. Um well um another thing is I put I don't want Manchester United to make top four because Manchester United is a rich club enough to be dangerous in Europe. I prefer someone like Arsenal, you know. It's been a while well, we did our five one. So so we can get back to it. Um well um I, I think uh well okay to from a Manchester United fan perspective. I can understand how far behind you guys are. And a lot of things have to change about your club if you really want to uh, duke it out with uh, the Liverpools and the Manchester Cities. Um, you know, um, you've talked about everything, the intensity, the recruiting, the mentality of the club. Like, you know, you just have to do something different. And I don't know, I don't like to point um, pick on people, but, you know, Maguire needs to do better in a lot of instances. You know, he's the captain. And I don't know what thought process went into making him a captain. It's probably difficult now to decaptain him. But, you know, it's uh, without, you know, like two weeks ago, we were talking about taking the captainship from Maguire to Ronaldo. And that's going to send the wrong message. But, you know, making him a captain in the first place was the wrong thing. I, well, it's it's what it is, you know. Um, probably the way things are going, maybe Manchester United will finish fifth or sixth. Um, that's just it. I would like us to finish far out of everything. Right. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I would like to, finish, but it's just going to be. It's going to make the club make knee-jerk reactions. That's the problem. That it's just going to be knee-jerk. So that's why I probably don't want that. Okay, Bielsa. I think I think that's all. Any any final thoughts about the derby review? You're done. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Bielsa. Uh. His legacy at Leeds. He was he left. I don't know if he was fired. They said they parted ways. Um, they parted ways over a week ago now. You have Jesse Marsh there. I think he was there for like combined two and a half years, brought them from championship, won the championship, I think in their first year there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think their first year. He won the championship, playing squash boxing football, man, man to man pressing, man to man marking, you know, brought this variety to the league. Uh, it was they were very entertaining last year, I think, you know, based on the quality of players, apart from maybe two or three of them, you know, that you can say like he bought like Rodrigo, Rafinha. I think that's called he overachieved for a while there, you know. And I think, like uh, Chucky said, I agree with him, he's one of those ideologues, right? He's an idealist, and he will die on his ideals. And I think most coaches are, you know, I, I always try to tell, say that I think most coaches are. I think what we see is some coaches, all these other ideologues, they have the resources to adapt better, like Pep, Club, the best of the best. They have the resources, right? Imagine if Club had to go or Pep had to go coach Leeds. Like, do you know, can you imagine how that's going to be? You know, especially they have injuries. Let's be serious here, you know? That's my opinion anyway. This is my, everyone will say their opinion. So I think he did overachieve for a while, but this year, whoa, when he lost the core of Bamford, Calvin Phillips, I think their captain, Cooper, then Cooper and some other person, they look, they were bad. They just shipped in goals. It's just easy. Once you beat, once you beat one or two of their man marking press, it's, it's wide open. It's open season. They were open season for too many games this season. And I think Leeds had to make that decision. 
because they were plummeting, right? They were plummeting really bad. And this, and just to let you know how much that difficult as probably would have been, that like they have like a road. I know one of my friends, Choco, he lives in Leeds. He tells me they have like a road named after Bielsa. He does a lot of community work, you know. Like he's somebody like he's well loved in the whole of Leeds, and he gets, you know, he he had to leave, but he's still there. He's still doing community work, teaching on the on the tens, on the eleven. He's somebody like what he, people have funny names for him. They call him, you know, Mount Megan Stallionis, <laughs> for lack of a, a better word, because he's always like kneeling down. His knees are so so strong, and you know they've asked him a question before why he does that. You know, people think he just kneels. And I read an interview where he does that. So he wants to see the angle which his players are striking the ball or hitting the ball. That's why he stays that low to see the angle that everybody hitting the ball and the way they're making the passes. So he's so I, I, all I'm saying is I'm contributing to what Chucky said. He's an ideologue. He's he's so he's so like involved in the purist. And the other thing is one of those people that I guess he impacted a lot of coaches like Pep. You know, Pep talks about him a lot. Um, what's his name? Pochettino, all the guys who are believing like high press, you know, he's impacted a lot of coaches in the past. But yes, I think he, he got to the point where there was no adaptation and they had to do it. They had to pull the trigger. They just had to because there, there was no, there, there was nothing else they could do about that, in my opinion. Uh, but his legacy, I think he, you know, I still rate him as a coach for like places like this where he'll come in, impact and do all this type of work, bring people through. I think that's where he fits for it. Clearly, clearly doesn't fit, you know, for like a top side with ambitions because I look at him, not even tactic, tactics-wise, because I think, you know, with better players, his tactics will probably, you know, be more sustainable because he had just a better quality. I think where he's going to struggle would be like his stubbornness. I look at him as someone that will fall out with, he will fall out with like authorities, fall out with players. The way he moves, there was, I've seen games where he moves after like 20 minutes. And they asked him after, oh, was person just said, oh, no, no, he wasn't doing what I wanted. You know, he, he does that consistently. He, so his legacy to me is like great coach, great ideologue, did not work out in the end. Um, but for what he is, you have to understand what is this specific type of coach. So uh, let me take a comment and I'll go to Chiki. Uh, Split Veron, I know this Itata says, Dio Chiki Anika have 15 secretaries each. <laughs> you have to contact all their secretaries for them to come on. <laughs> Good to see you, folks. <laughs> Good feedback, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the comment. Yeah, I had to send, talk to Yannicka's PAA, talk to Chiki's personal assistant, <laughs> who talked to the second personal assistant for them to come on. Uh, Chiki, I know you have a different. Maybe I don't know if you have a different opinion, but I know you have a you have a strong opinion. Um, Let me that way. Let's go. So, I think I think you like you said most of you just you, I think you just treated with kid gloves. Bayerso to me just reminds me of like a grassroots, you know, coach um, that where he super obsesses on things that aren't um, that that aren't that important to like top level football, right? For you to be an effective top level football um, coach, you have to have discipline. He has zero. Okay. Discipline. These things is more about um, aesthetics, which is nice, but you can't come without the other. I love, um, since you basketball, that's the one, and one, everyone knows that. The connection is kind of fake. Is it just me noticing that? 
Is that happening to everyone? Chiki's connection is breaking up. Yes, it is. You can jump in and jump out, jump out and jump back in, Chiki. Sometimes it gets better when you do that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, why we wait for Chiki to do that? Uh, Dio, do you want to talk about Biosa? Uh, well, I'm going and see if it works, if it gets better. Okay, yeah, Biosa, um, well, um, like you said, is one of those purists, like he likes to play football a certain way. And uh, the thing with all this kind of purist guys, like Lucien Farab, like Louis Van Haar, it's like they have their shelf life. After a while, it becomes um, a part of football. Uh, okay, football, let's say it's 50% tactics, 50% uh, man management. And, you know, you have to uh, know how to manage your troops and get them to do their thing. So because these guys are so stuck in their uh, ideologies, they probably fail at the other 50%. And um, the, the, uh, the teams end up crashing on them, even when they achieve great things. Yeah. We saw with Louis Van Gaal too when he came to Bayern. Like he, it it taught us the new modern way of Bayern playing that you all see today, like true. possession football, like possession football. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he 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 was just so stuck in his ways. Um, Van Gaal was offered Manenoia, and he wanted to stick with Michael Rensing, like mm -hmm. a U team player, uh, U team keeper. Like he just wanted things to be done his own way because maybe they can manage the egos that come with big players. That's one part of it. And you know, they always they are best for okay, you have a struggling team, a, a struggling team that has tradition. Bring them up. And when you bring them to a point, you have to usher them away because they can't seem to make the next step in manage, managing these teams to the to the top. And that's what happened to Bielsa too. Uh but one thing um I won't take away from him. Uh, he's a wonderful coach. Uh, old school, set in his ways. He, well, he lost because he couldn't adapt to new ideas, and also because of injuries to his uh, uh, key key players. But you know, someone that brought leads from uh, relegation after 16 years deserves some kudos and bloody. And that's one of his. Uh, that's one of the positives I won't like. Us, I won't want to take away from him. He. He goes man to man. He's not afraid to do it. He, he sticks to his ideals. Well, hopefully we see him somewhere else. Maybe not as high profile as that. Maybe somewhere he can work, uh, work uh, with time, and they will give him more time and maybe better players to work with. Okay, Chicken. You want to finish your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I was just, I was just talking about the, the core thing missing from Biosa's um, ecosystem is discipline. That's that's what at this at the high level that's what it's about. And I was trying to make an analogy between and one basketball players and actually professional players. Okay, okay, good point. Um, or another way to think if you stick to our sport is um, the, the the people juggling the ball outside the stadium are not on the actual match day in the stadium. And Croft said the same thing. Um, they they you know they're exciting, they're entertaining, but they can't. They're not going to win you. They can't make a team, and they're not going to win you um, um, championship because because of lack of discipline, right? So, Bielsa, I think, would be great for youth setups, grassroots level, because there are certain things that are very, very um, impactful, like Dyer was saying, um, and it's it's good for young players to you know get that, get that kind of education. Most players and even coaches who say I've learned something from Bielsa. And yeah. that's what that's what he's good at. He's, he has he has this something that's there, but um, 
in professional life, I think more like the difference between like a re research team versus an actual production team. You know, Bass is more on the research team. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So anyway, no, I, you know, he. I think the league is better for it that we saw a character like um, um, yeah. Bass. I think um, the, the, the diverse level of characters that we see is good. Um, Lampard did the same thing. Lampard brought the team from championship into DPL. I found I hit the ceiling, right? Oh, he didn't though. He didn't make it. Remember, he didn't bring that. He didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. He almost did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Going to that trap. Sorry. But but you get what I'm saying. It's like I guess. Um, yeah, that guy said that he couldn't. He couldn't make the leap. I think he was never on the stage to make leap anyway. You know, they should have just got another coach. But I think I'm glad they rode out with him and all the kudos. If they build statues for him, leads he'll be well deserving of all of that. Because okay. he was very, he was very good for them. He was, he was. Uh, comment from Split from Itata says it's like two kids Valter, you just get Rosino. <laughs> I didn't play. <laughs> uh, Jan, when Pep leaves in two years, Bielsa for Man City, will you take? <laughs> <it>? No, <laughs> don't think so. Do you know no. what it is with Bielsa though? Like, I think, I think it kind of when he came into the league. He wanted to play how he plays, you know, which we all know. But um, it worked. <laughs> like the first season, he did really well. He went head to head with the big clubs. You know, he we didn't beat them last season. It was just one of them where they actually did really well when he had his fully fit team. I think the problem is this season, when he's not had his fully fit team, he's kind of refused to budge on the way he wants to play. And I say this all the time because a lot of people are talking about Bielsa being stubborn. Pep's very stubborn. Klopp's very stubborn. You know, like every manager is stubborn. It's just with Pep and Klopp, they can get away with it because the standard of the players are better. So if Pep, like, insists on playing a certain way like he does, City might lose the odd game, but it's not necessarily going to, like, lose us the league do you know what I mean in the long run it's not just going to be that one game or whatever same with Klopp I know a lot of Liverpool fans were getting on to him because they were saying he that's has a lot of loyalty to shit players so so if there's like a player that's really bad he will continue to play them despite you know them not being good enough and that has cost Liverpool in the past um so yeah I think it's things like that but I think with him because of where they are they can't afford to keep him because they could get relegated but Leeds fans love him, you know, and he had success playing that way. So I just think it's it's one of them. I, I just think he he probably needs a team that's a bit better than Leeds, but not as good as like a Man City or Liverpool. I think a team that are consistently going to get like a top six sort of place, regardless, he might be all right with. But I don't know that you need a certain type of players to play the way he plays. So I don't know. Like for me, if I had to pick any manager after Pep, I'd pick, well, one of two, but I'd pick um, Luis Enrique or Ten Hag. Mm. I like the idea of Ten Hag because I feel like he could just transition quite easily. Um, and Luis Enrique speaks for himself. So I think both of them are similar to Pep. And if they came in, it wouldn't be the fall off that we're going to get if we have to get someone else. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Pep just stays forever. You know, when he's won his 14th Premier League, he can retire. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
<laughs> Brendan Rogers is there, you know, you can take No, 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 no. You can get <laughs> you can have Patch or Brendan Rogers. Vegas can be choose this. I'll take Patch <laughs> any day, all day. Chegu says only stubborn. <laughs> Hey, Hollywood, good. Hollywood are beating us today. Uh, do we know that? <laughs> do we know that? <laughs> okay. Did beat you guys with games though, which is incredible. Hollywood have got the win. Yeah, yeah you can see that now. You have a forward. You have a forward in your bag. You're smiling, beauty to teeth. <laughs> you know that's not true. Let's be serious. Just said it to your analysis. Anytime you guys needed to win, you always beat us. So yeah. Uh, Champions League. Dio, this is your wheelhouse. I brought you for this. This is the crunch one. I think it's the crunch one, right? This is the tie of the round. Bayern. I said, sorry, I said Bayern. Madrid, mm -hmm. PSG. We thought you guys are, are through already. Let's talk mm -hmm. about Madrid, PSG. Uh, so, yeah, let's go. What are your thoughts? Uh, Madrid versus PSG. Um, well, uh, I'll make it short. I think PSG will go through. Um, they lost, they lost yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I saw it. I saw part of the game. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, but you know, when you are like, how many points ahead are they? Yeah, that's, that's, it's that's um, cool. it's like, okay, let's preserve ourselves so I don't get injured playing these when I have Madrid over the week, uh, in the next few days. That's it's what it's not a light bulb, it's not a light switch. I think, uh, well, you know, but you know, the thing is also. The way Ancelotti played that first leg, I know he was trying to do damage limitation, but he has to go out right now. And you know, when you have to go out at the Bernabeu and attack um, PSG, and you have that yeah. guy that he just whispered his name, right? <laughs> you have that guy that he just whispered his name and is running at Kavaha or whoever has the misfortune of staying on him. You know, that's not going to be funny. And um, Messi. Well, I don't want to talk much about him. I'm talking about <laughs> man. He's right there. Yeah. Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. <laughs> I think, well, because Madrid is not caught in two minds. Do they attack or do they still try to uh, limit the damage of those of these PSG guys? PSG is just, okay, what PSG is playing right now? They are playing their back four. They are playing three destroyers in the middle. Yeah. Or let's say, okay, they'll play Ganagai, maybe Herrera, Leandro Paredes. Um, maybe variety if it's available. Yes. No, or why not? Why not? So they'll just be like, okay, all of you, our front three are not going to do any tracking back. Forget no about pressing, it. Tracking back. So no. they are not pressing anybody. They are not tracking back. So just collect the ball and feed it to the nearest of them that that tracks back. And they'll be looking to release Mbappe on the um, against Kavaha or Mendy. And I think Mbappe will try to, well, it's for his new club that is going that is going to be in next six months. Are we sure? Well, my call is Mbappe is going to sign okay let me let me think about this person is actually if they go out in this round like shockingly yes it's gone but if they go really really close like a semi-final another final mm -hmm. I'll win it or not I think Mbappe is going to sign like one of those crazy contracts and stay there that's what I think that's my opinion well, I don't think I don't I think Mbappe's time is done at PSG. He says that PSG probably might not match his admission uh, again because see Neymar and Messi are just there for the vibes. Uh, they're just there to just while away time. They've done they don't have anything to prove to the football yeah, world they anymore. They just yeah, you can't Neymar does. I think Neymar does. I, I like him a lot. I think Neymar kind of does. He kind of well, does. Yeah, he, he has the Champions League. 
already at Barcelona. I don't they're not that motivated anymore. Those guys are just playing for for fun at this point. So Mbappe will not want to daisy chain himself to those guys, those kind of guys that are Ramos. What is Ramos doing in football now? Yeah, really, are you playing a game? Yeah, yeah, he's injured. He's injured. I'm like, why did they buy this guy? What was all these guys? Are, they have like, achieved everything in their career. You you don't want to be tied at the hips to those kind of guys. Like they're they're not hungry. Messi can retire today and nobody will say anything. Absolutely. Same with Ramos. Same with uh, almost Neymar. Like all those guys. You don't. So maybe going to Madrid, forming something uh, with right. okay, them Vin Vinicius. The younger okay, build a new Madrid and be the face of Madrid. And well, I we know PSG is taken everywhere by storm, but you know, Madrid is still the numero uno club in Europe. You know, so you want to be the next star in Madrid, and he has probably done everything he can do at PSG. If they are fortunate to win the Champions League this year, fine. But uh, going back to the game, I think Madrid will have to come out, we have to open up more, then PSG that's where the challenge comes, yeah. PSG well, the break. yeah, um, PSG yes. would. Uh, that's what I see they are doing now. Messi does true balls to like. Yeah, yeah, and that is just so. And you know, Neymar to if he's still serious about football, he can still do some damage. Well, you know, <laughs> that's just it. So that's for Real Madrid, PSG, uh, Bayern, Salzburg. Well, uh, Bayern, unfortunately, we've entered our worst form of the past two years. Nagy's I don't know what. Man. Yes, I don't I'm know watching, what to do. I'm watching Nagelsmann. I'm watching him. <laughs> Nagelsmann is... Well, the thing is this. I don't... The problem I have I'm with Nagelsmann... I'm joking. I'm joking. There's nothing wrong with Nagelsmann. I'm just joking. Yeah. But the problem I have with Nagelsmann, he approaches every game like this is the last five minutes and you're trailing 1-0 and you need to score. So it will start with the most ridiculous, just pump all the attackers on the field. And it creates that imbalance that... Every counter attack, we all we are all over the place, okay. and that was what the Salzburg guys did to us in the first leg. We were fortunate to get the last minute equalizer, but you know if we go with that same mentality, you know, right now, um, we will will be in for a surprise. And another thing is our team is so. Please, no surprise against Salzburg. Dio, stop okay. this this humility. <laughs> okay, um, well yes, we like four zero. We see that I'll I'll remind well, you Tuesday when it happens. Like, come on. Well, the thing is, is we Goreska is not there. Noya is not there. Davies is still recovering from COVID. Okay. So these are critical uh, players that Lewandowski fit. Lewandowski's feet. Yes, he was fit in the first it. leg too. It's four zero. <laughs> four zero. Okay. Well, I, I see Bayern winning, but maybe like. 2-0 or 2-1. Okay. Uh, that's what I think. Zero. What's your prediction for Madrid and PSG? I think uh, PSG wins. Okay. 4-2. Four, 4-2. Four four two. Okay. Yeah, so you think they will win, they'll win in Bernabeu? Yeah, they, they, they had a win in No Camp. It's about time they have a win in Bernabeu again. Mbappé had a hat-trick in Bernabeu and No Camp. It's about it. Maybe it's first hat-trick in Bernabeu. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I see my man doing something though. I see him doing something, you know, something iconic. He likes he likes the Benabal every yeah. time. He loves it. Uh okay, Chuki. Quick thoughts. Madrid PSG, Bayern. Uh, I think I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Madrid. Um oh wow, okay. Yeah, since that is Benzema injured. No, he's back. Okay, so I'll I'll go with um Madrid. I know PSG has a constellation of stars. You can't deny the, the, the what what they have on the table there. Um, it's not that much of a gap to bridge. Um, one thing with PSG is that when they go wrong, they just go all the way wrong. 
you know, this is <laughs> like I don't understand that too. It's like it's they have everything like they're stacked from spine to the spine to the bottom of the spine, stacked. But once they go wrong, they go really wrong. I wonder if there's good. I I wonder if the occasion. Madrid doesn't have anything to prove, like in UCL. Yeah, have zero anything to prove. I wonder if the magnitude of being almost there might cause some kind of drag and might cause some kind of adverse effect and psychological effect, and players just you know let themselves down. Um, Benzema, um, what's his Vinicius? name? Vinicius, who I never thought was going to do. I, I'm actually surprised that. Geez. I am too. He's, he's, he's proved me wrong. Um, yeah. are, they're, they're, they're pretty much on fire. That, that team feels more like a team of players that play together instead of um, a team of stacked individual talent. So I'll give, I'll give them that edge. You know, that Madrid always has that stardust when it comes to UCL. Um, maybe they can conjure something there. Bayern is like, you know, it's, uh, Salzburg is not even a dark That's horse here. Yeah, yeah, Bayern's third team will, you know, finish off Salzburg. Okay, that <laughs> one was just a surprise. That, that yeah. was just, yeah, they were having fish and chips in the yeah. and they were just like, oh, we have a game. Oh, sorry. They caught, they caught you guys on a cold night. You know, cold nights in Stoke. Yeah. That logic. Yeah. People are going to destroy them. I don't know in Europe and Bayern, they really the assessed by you know forever league so they have the talent it's gonna be something it's gonna be something for them score prediction chicken um i'll call it three three one for madrid yeah oh no no madrid for madrid for madrid, for madrid. so goals don't count um so for Madrid, let's call it. Oh, maybe I call it three one as well. Okay. Okay. Wow. Two so three zero in Benabal. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, PSG are the only club that are like worse than City in the Champions League. Like <laughs> they fuck it up more than us. Um. I don't know, like, on paper, you'd think it was PSG. I still think PSG will go through at this stage, but it's Madrid in, it. Madrid in the Champions League. Anything can happen. Um, I'd still expect PSG to edge it because Mbappe, for some reason, just always steps up for them. Like, I've seen, I've turned games on before where PSG are 1-0 down and you'll just see Mbappe, 10 minutes to go, and he'll just win him the game. Do you know what I mean? So I, I can see Mbappe. They better hope that they can hold on to him because I think if he goes, they're in big trouble because, you know, he just bails them out all the time. So I could see um, maybe a 2-1 win to PSG um, if Mbappe plays well. So, yeah, I think I think PSG will go for it. Okay. Bayern, any prediction? Score prediction. Well, Bayern Munich will win. I think the second leg, it will probably be like a comfortable 3 0. I don't mm. think they'll struggle in the second. And they're at home. They're at home, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll win like 3 0. Like 3 0. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just for the fun of it, I'll come back and just take predictions for the. I know it's upper week. There's still a lot of time, but I think we'll just take predictions for that too. Uh, I think PSG will go try. Yes, I have my messy bias. I agree. 
but PSG have their key components I always look at in PSG, which if it's functioning, I expect them to go through Madrid. But I, I don't see them going for this tournament. I'm, I'm, I think any of the English teams, apart from Manchester United, and maybe Chelsea, because even Chelsea, I'm not too sure about Chelsea, you know, but any of the English teams, meaning Liverpool City beats PSG comfortably, comfortably, because their structure is, is terrible. I watch them every time. The fact that those three don't press and they try to use the three destroyers, like Dio said, when they meet a very organized team, they'll just they'll pass through that very easily. They'll take them wide and come in. They'll, they'll, they'll destroy. They'll, I, I think Liverpool or City will destroy PSG. That's, that's what I literally see happening. If they meet, they will destroy them. If Pochettino doesn't change something, they will, they will destroy them. Or if those three guys don't wake up and actually start pressing. Um, yeah, I, I see PSG going through. I see like a two-one win, like you said. I I just see like Mbappe high line. You know, Madrid have to go forward. Mbappe just, that pace is ridiculous. So I see them going to just sneaking because Madrid too is like their midfield. Yeah, Modric does Modric things, but Modric is old. These guys are old, right? They will try to control the ball. They're slow. Like PSG will struggle against teams like you know City where they have a team like City or Liverpool that can give control, but also quicker. They are quick. They move the ball quick. And they, move, they can attack spaces very quickly. So, yeah. Uh, Bayern, we don't need to talk about that. I think Bayern's going through 4-0. Uh, I'll do the other predictions. I'll go... I don't talk about Manchester United yet. City, Benfica. That's another 4-0. I'm putting that there. It's going to end like 10-0. <laughs> uh, Liverpool, Inter, Milan. is the one that, you know, it looks like Inter, they might come. No, no. The way Liverpool are playing now is scary. Now, they, I, I'm going to make a unpopular opinion. This Liverpool team looks better than the Liverpool team that won the 1920 league. The only difference is City are not as bad as they were that that year. This Liverpool team looks, especially going forward, and the stats back it. I'm not even. This is stats are there. They are creating the most chances, expected chance. They are in going forward. This Liverpool, they are my pick to win. I hate to say this as a United fan, but they are, I think they are going to win Champions League this season. I think Liverpool is going to win it. I, I, they can, you said what? They can thank yeah. for that. that my prediction for the Champions League, to be honest, I thought oh. Liverpool would win the Champions League and we would win the league. I think it will depend now what happens because I think if City had gone clear in the league it would make them more likely to win the Champions League. But now they're going to have to focus on both. So it's whether they can win all of their games they need to win. That's the problem. Because I think last season, the reason why City struggled at the end is because we tried to spread ourselves too thin. We went for all four competitions. And I think by the end of the season, we were knackered to the point where we didn't turn up in a Champions League final. Like, how long have we waited to get there? We got there and we didn't turn up. As good as Chelsea were, I'm not taking anything away from Chelsea, but City did not turn up in that game. And I think we were just absolutely knackered. People like Rodri, been so great this season, he was knackered to the point where even though we didn't start a DM, <laughs> I wouldn't have played Rodri because at that time he wasn't in good form. Jal Cancelo was awful at that time and Raheem Sterling was awful so we had at least three or four players in our team that were in terrible form and I think it's because they played so many games so I think Liverpool right now it's fine 
But I think if they have to win every single game from now to the end of the season, it's a lot of games. So yeah, one true. injury to Salah or something. That's true. And it could be tricky for them. But I did think they'd win the Champions League because I think when I watched the English teams in the Champions League, bar Man United, sorry, but like they do look a little bit better than the European teams. Um, so I think because of that, it would be an English team. But I don't really trust City in Europe. So I'd say Liverpool are more likely to get it done than City. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't think we'll go back to back finals. I think I think we'll we'll go out earlier this year and then I think next year, if we're serious, we can maybe win it next year. So let me just see my pictures very quickly for uh, Dio Johnson and I I guess I like your yarns when they will just go around. <laughs> I think United sneaks through. I don't know why I think so. I just think so. I think, I think, so. I think it's the only thing that our league form is just gonna be bad and we just sneak yeah. through on us on a sneaky one. We always concede two one. I think we sneak through second leg two one. So I'll give it to be three two. I think so because Atletico ain't that great. Um, City's 10 10 zero aggregate. That's done. Liverpool three one. I think Inter will score. Liverpool are very open, especially Anfield. So Inter will score. So three one. So five five one on aggregate. Um, Chelsea is comfortable. Like they're back to their one zero Chelsea. You know, they just play boring, boring, boring Chelsea. Uh, I think they end like 1-0 in France, making it 3-0. Who are the other teams left? Um, who am I forgetting? Ajax. Ajax. Okay, yes. Ajax, yeah. Benfica. Ajax will be Benfica. I think that, that first leg was away, right? It was 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll win. I think they should be good enough. 2-1, 3-1. I think that's it, right? Juve. Oh, yeah. So Juve is 1-1 one, one at Villarreal. Villarreal. They're going back to the two win. Juve should win. I think they should win. So Blaovic, yeah, Blaovic is looking good. Uh, so I'll, I'll say two one. It's gonna be close though, but two one. Is that everything, Dio? Your uh, Champions League correspondent. I think that's yeah. it. Okay. So <laughs> who wants who wants to go next? Predictions, quick predictions. That's quick. Uh, Yannicka, I'll choose you. Go. Then we'll go to ticket. Um, Chelsea will go. I think all the English teams will actually go for. I do think yeah. they'll all go for. Um, so that covers them. Ajax should be going through. Um, you would expect. Um, who else? Juve probably go through. Bayern Munich will go through. And PSG will go through. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Um, uh, Liverpool will be inside again, maybe another 4 1. Um, uh, Man City. Man City will probably just draw things and just make it 2-0. Professional, pass them around. Um, yep. Because Diaz is injured right now for yeah. six weeks. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is damage limitation time. Like, you know, you don't need to injure the people who are trying to make a non-existent point. Like, you know, just get them on the field, play the uh, risk of as football as possible. Just get your two and get out of the way. Um, I think Bayern will win 2-1. Um, Madrid, I think PSG uh, PSG will qualify. PSG beats my, uh, will probably be Madrid 2-1 and 3-1 on aggregate. My U, Atletico is just terrible, man. I wish Simeone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just fall in my hand. Like, you know, why does my U have to be the worst Atletico in modern history? Um, so Simeone, 
Man U wins 2-1. They can't just help themselves. Juve Villarreal, I see another draw and they go to penalties. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, Leo, Chelsea probably beat them 2-0. This is the time winner and Lukaku will score. I agree with you. Liverpool looks like the favorite for the Champions League. And I see the Champions League, sure. the league, oh, no. the FA Cup, everything going to... I got that shade, though. That shade is just slid in there. When I look at wow, this guy. <laughs> slid that shade in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see what I see this way when I look at who's called. <laughs> don't let Chelsea fans come for you, that you know for you. I, I think the Chelsea fans, too, are like, don't we look at right? like, Yeah, I guess. That's, true. That's fair. That's fair. So... I think just Liverpool is the strongest team um, in the Champions League right oh. now. Left, I think they're stronger than City because they have that. Yeah, like, right. yes, City and uh, Liverpool will beat Bayern. Yeah, I get it. I just wanted to test you to see if you. Yeah, back. yeah, that's fine. Yep. So I'm backing your team. Okay. Well, probably uh, Bayern will. If it happens, yeah, probably <laughs> Bayern might hedge uh, Chelsea and. Okay, of all English team, mind you, is the surest one for us. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but Liverpool, this is this is the strongest Liverpool I've seen in recent times. And you know, they they even took out Firmino, and they have like all these four attackers: Salah, Mane, Diaz. Um, what's this other guy? Jota. Yeah. Their eyes are just red, anyhow. Like, <laughs> just consuming any consuming anything in their way. Like, you know, you can't. This is the, the if City wins the league this year, they will be very uh, well. They should thank that uh run they had in November, December for it. Liverpool, yeah. they might not drop any other point. Okay, they will play City. I think maybe they'll settle for another gentleman two two sure. one one draw and they'll beat everybody on the way. Um, it'll be there, but you're to me. I, I know yeah. I called this two weeks ago, like this is yeah, this is a repeat of 1819. Both teams are going to bleed, they are going to bleed everybody. Everybody's yeah. getting it. That's and you know, the thing about Liverpool that's scary is that even when they're not playing well, they you still have like all those West Ham guys blasting chances over the bar from six yards. Like, you know, they don't even need to play well. City, I, I feel I feel sorry for City at times because they have to play well to even win. Liverpool doesn't even have to play yeah. well. They just, just gonna kick sometimes, just one corner. Yeah, kick. look at look at against Inter Milan. Inter Milan looks like oh, oh, now we have a game before you know 2-0 over. Yeah. Man City yeah. have to play well. They have to be lucky to even get any result. Liverpool just gets there. And if it, if they don't score, the opponent will score for them. They will score home goals. <laughs> I think, they, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. When I see both of them, I think the difference is, oh, the game is, eh, it's going. Salah can just say, ah, okay, I'm just going to go and win this game. Because I think yeah. De Bruyne kind of does that. He doesn't yeah. do that enough. But, and I know why, just because of Pep. Like, Pep is structure. He's so structured, like that. Death by a thousand cuts. That's how Pep mm-hmm. does. You know, yep. it's structured. But Liverpool is structured, but it's a, more, a lot more fluidity. Okay, Salah, go do, your, do thing. your thing. You know, so I think that's the edge that they have. And that matters a lot in Champions League, right? Yes. Yeah. In knockout games, you know, you just have someone, you don't have to pass it the way Pep wants. Like, they'll just go for it. Like, you know, they are so instinctive and it's right. almost what I was scary. For. Instinctive, yes. Yeah, and instinctive at the same time. That's the yeah. that's the most dangerous combination, right? I think in our heydays, that's the combination we had as yeah. United fans. That's that's the most dangerous combination to have. So that's structure and instinctive. Uh Chiki. Yeah. Chiki has not talked. Let's hear from Chiki so we can wrap up this section and do end weekly awards. Chiki, go. Um, I mean, there's an axis of teams that are, are you know finely balanced. Um, 
results, you know, the one one aggregate to two aggregate that are not going to do anything in this competition. Yeah. Man United, Atletico, Ajax, Benfica, Juventus, Villarreal, none of these teams are going to win this <laughs> trophy. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, I, let me just talk about Man United because that's to me is the most interesting. For Ajax, I want them to lose for selfish reasons. I want, I don't want any reasons to um, have Ten Hag stay a second day longer at Ajax than <laughs> necessary. Okay. You know, I don't seem to start thinking, oh, my, my, it might be a better bet to go to City and just wait one season. They, City can always reach out to him and say, hey, do just chill, just sit on the egg for one season, and, you know, we'll have you where you need to be. So hopefully they, they knock them out so you can just come and help us in Europa League next year. <laughs> 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 oh, um, bad man. Okay. For for United at Atletico, uh, Dario said this is a bad Atletico team. So this already tells you what United are. Yeah. Um, I, United, I, I uh, think I think we're making a lot of excuses. This is my opinion. I think maybe not us here. Yeah. The media is making a lot of excuses for Simone. Simone, assembled squad. Yeah, but look, there, there, there has to be. The, there has to be a singular truth here. Yeah. Nuances are fine, but there has to be a singular truth. The singular truth is that Simone is a disciplined coach. End of story. Whether he's struggling or winning doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's with yeah. you know he's gonna have a bad patch. He's gonna go, just like Klopp when United yeah. got second. His team, whether it's injuries, it doesn't really matter. The team's gonna have bad patch, good patches. Simone is disciplined coach. We, we we can't stand that because he has a body of evidence, statistically that tells us this is not an error. Yeah. That you know, over time, that he's a disciplined coach. So let's leave that. He's having a bad season. It's all. It's all good. Everybody has one, um, or two. <laughs> yeah. Um, for United, there, there's a. This might be controversial. I don't really care. There's a core of players of United that are just bluffers. That in for themselves. They like social social media ginger. So this is their meal ticket. They will show up for this, not because of United. Oh, okay. They want United to win the trophy. They they want they can need this to go on as long as possible. Okay, you can name names. Yeah. <laughs> you can call names. Okay. <laughs> you, can you can call names. You know, they want this to go on as long as possible, right? So, you know, we have Mr. Champions League himself on our team. Obviously, there's a marketing reason why we shouldn't be dumped out of this early. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna make some, I think we will. I think we'll do we'll do one over Atletico Madrid, but past that, that's when quality when you, the bluffing can't take you any any further. Yeah. You know, we have to decide whether this is this is everything we have. This is the season. Absolutely, there's nothing yeah. else. So they they are going to decide whether the season is going to end uh, unceremoniously or we're going to make this a dogfight, right? And show some character finally. So that's the only interesting thing to, to watch. I think I, I agree with all of you. I think Liverpool. Because of their history, because of their grit, because of the, the guy leading them, because of how unified they are as a team, you know, they're scrappers versus the lab scientists at uh, Yannicka's side. I always, I always um, choose the scrappers to, you know, top because that's the difference. You want, you want people that will run through walls for you um, and make something happen. Um, Pep is more of a technical, like, okay, well, I'm going to draft, I'm, I'm going to architect something. If it doesn't work, Oh, oh well, I want to stick with it, you know. Yeah. None of that for Liverpool. Liverpool will do whatever it takes to, you know, lift the trophy because that's that's you know they've been hungry for a long time and now they're getting they're getting fed. So good for them. 
I'm bad for everyone else. <laughs> good way, good way to uh, finish it. I, I always like to ask people when they come on. You have not had you guys on here since we got into this dog fight. Uh, so I'll do it. And I like to put Yannick on the spot because I know next time I get her, the PA has to talk to the next PA, to the third PA before we get to Yannicka. So who name your one to four? Top four, end of season, how the table is going to end. Let's go. I don't do any jinx because you're always afraid of jinxing. I know. You always do this. <laughs> Say what you think. It's okay. <laughs> what you think, what you want, it doesn't matter. It's your top four. Do you know what? I said at the start of the season that the top four, I think it was pretty obvious before the season started that the top three were going to be City, Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah. In any order. That's what I thought. Um, and it looks like that's going to be the case unless something crazy happens. It looks like that's going to be the case. Um, probably, hopefully, City, then Liverpool, then Chelsea. But, you know, I wouldn't mind a City, then Chelsea, then Liverpool. I don't mind either way. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be that. I think the fourth place, I actually predicted Arsenal. And the yeah. reason why I predicted I Arsenal was because I said they don't have any European football. And when it gets to them weeks where you've got to play Atletico Madrid midweek, and then you've got to play a Chelsea at the weekend. It's not that easy to get to win both of them games. So, Crystal Ball, Yannicka, I, I remember this conversation early in the season. <laughs> yeah, and everyone got on to me saying I was crazy because United yeah, had Champions League Moran and Ronaldo and everything. But you know what? Like, I don't know. Like, there's still quite a lot of games to go. So, yeah. when it depends on Arsenal because Arsenal have got to go and play Liverpool, you know, they've got hard games coming up so it depends on what they do but I think right now they're in a good position um because I don't think United are going to win every single game yeah. I mean you can't play Liverpool too so yeah. you know I don't think either of you are going to beat Liverpool to be honest so I think that won't really matter it's it's kind of and because Arsenal won today that Liverpool game could even be like a free hit for them simply because of the points so I think I would expect Arsenal to do it but we all know Arsenal are not the most reliable team. So whoever's the most consistent <laughs> will get it. I don't know who that's going to be because everyone kind of looks like every team in like Wolves. They look good one minute. Next minute, they're getting beat by someone you'd never expect them to get beat by. West Ham or West Ham. Commitment. Commit to, okay, commit to one now. Yeah. Just give me and I'll move on. I'm going to say Arsenal. Okay, good. Dio, let's go. One to four. This is one to four. Uh, we know the top three. So the okay. top uh, number four is Arsenal. We, uh, know the we don't know the top three. So okay. Tell me okay. what your top three is. It's, there's um, a bit I, I think it's going to be Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Okay. Number four will be Arsenal. Because if you look at it, if you're looking at the table, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Arsenal has 48 points and uh, three games less. So anybody on 28 games, you can as well take them out. Because they've played three games more. Yeah. And so I would say it's between Arsenal and Spurs. Spurs, Arsenal has a six point advantage over Spurs. Um, I don't think that's easy to overcome. So okay. I, I think and they play the same amount of games, right? And they play the same amount of games. Ooh, I didn't know this. Okay. So 25 games, 48 points for Arsenal, 25 games, 42 points for Spurs. So my US played 28 games, man, and they have 10 games more. And they, well, that, that's not looking good. Yeah, I'm thinking if Arsenal should play 28 games and they win at least one or two of those, that's like almost seven points ahead of Man U. 
at this late stage of the league. Yeah, I don't. I, and Manju doesn't even look convincing. Like it's something is going to change. We know. It's not like they are going to change. Oh, next week is going to be better. Like you know, it's just yeah. So I say Arsenal. Arsenal. Chuke, one to four. I think you know you give the first one to the horse that knows how to run this. Um, City knows how to run this. You know um, they know how to run it well. They've done it a long time. So it would be City. Liverpool is the team that probably should win it based on just resource management. Uh, you know, I, if the, if the world was fair, you give it to City, but the world isn't fair. So there you go. You don't have oil money. You don't have the depths. You don't have three teams stacked. If Salah goes down, Mane goes down, you're done and dusted. Um, so just the way it is, you know. So it would be City, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. It's hard to say because of, psycho you know, there might be psychological problems creeping in with this Abramovich thing and being, you know, almost like the new public enemy number one kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, the football itself is, the, they have brilliant players like Havertz that is just like a wonderful moment player. Yeah. Um, they, have to, they have too many things that are off kilter there. Um, so I'm not seeing like a consistent forward. Their midfield is world class. Everyone knows that they're totally stacked there. But everything else is iffy. So I don't know. Oh. Arsenal is on a gravy train. That's very interesting. That it's um, it's a chicken and egg. The more they win, the more believe. The more believe that you know they just they just keeps on compounding upon each other. So Arsenal can can annex their, their spot. So oh, it, wow. it's, a flip, it's a flip between to me. It's a flip between because remember what Janica said. There's a drag that comes with um, chasing other competitions. Chelsea's chasing other competitions as well, That's true. That's true. right? So you have to kind of put that in the matrix there. Um, I say it's a flip of the coin. If Arsenal keeps on going, how many games have they won? They've lost like what in the in this like 13 game sequence or something, something like two games, something ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. I have to check the records, but they've they're doing better than most people are. People, most people think, yeah. Um, so it might be with, you know what it is with Arsenal though, because they've lost seven games, which is the same as United. But yeah. I always say in the league, it's the draws that f you up because what people do is they draw free games and say, "Oh, we didn't lose." Yeah. But you That's can right. afford to lose yeah. two and win one. It's the same as free draws. So Arsenal yeah. have only lost three games all season. Yeah. Sorry, drawn. So they've drawn the same amount of games as City. The yeah. reason why Liverpool are second is because they've drawn six. They've not lost as many games as us, but they've yeah. drawn three more. So they've drawn twice as much. So, yeah, I think that's what f's you up, and that's why Arsenal are where they are because of the because of because they either win or they lose. They're just like I don't know. I don't know if I could have said it better. What Janica just said it's also <laughs> the psychological the psychology of winning. It's like can you can you let go certain matches where you're like okay we're not gonna lose we're not gonna win this one. But let's try to win it anyway. Let's just kind of... I think Arsenal is at a point where they have young players that believe the mission. I look at Chelsea and I'm looking at some players with the side eye and I, I, can, I can figure out a few of them that don't believe the mission. Um, that Tuchel is... You know, Luke Konkaku, for sure, is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Press... You know, Mr. In Front of the Camera Press Reviews. Uh, I don't think he believes the mission. Werner um, is out of the mission. I don't think he can apply the mission. Um, 
the only the only thing going from them they have a strong spine i believe other than the tip of the spine obviously they have a strong goalkeeper in that midfield is world class period yeah. right but at the top so i don't know i don't know uh, they should based on the resources they should they should finish third but i would say it's a flip between arsenal and yeah. um and chelsea man united don't just yeah yeah there's no there's no way there's no way ever that they will breach into that uh, this conversation because they have a bunch of players that are not even united players i'm not talking about level i'm talking about they don't they're not even they don't wake up every day i'm saying that i'm here to fight for the mission united has put in front of us so you know if your soldiers have already surrendered the war is already over so okay uh uh mine quickly city liverpool chelsea i think we'll have enough i i i, I wanted to switch today to arsenal because i've been saying sports for the last couple of weeks but I'm still sticking with Spurs. They have a they have a kind of schedule. Um they're out of everything too. So they're in the same boat like Arsenal, but their schedule is kinda. They have a way kind of schedule than Arsenal. Arsenal have to play Manchester United, have to play Liverpool, have to play Chelsea, have to play Spurs. They have a kind of schedule. Um I'm going yeah, with Spurs. Spurs have hard games too, though. They've got their next game is Everton, which they'll win. Then they've got United away. I don't think they'll win that. Then yeah. they've got Brighton away. They'll probably win that. Then they've got West Ham at home, which is not guaranteed. Um, so they've got they've got to play Liverpool no, as well. Have Liverpool. So Liverpool. Oh, they have Liverpool. Okay, yeah. I they don't play them one away. Yeah. So they're not going to beat. They're not going to beat Liverpool either. So. And a six-point deficit too. Okay. Uh, so that we don't drag this on. I'll just say because I, I want to play contrary, and I don't like Arsenal fans. I didn't know they didn't like me. <laughs> like them they know we have a relationship we don't like each other i'm always coming for their throats every time i can even when i should not throw them i still do because i enjoy it so i'm still going to stick with spurs i rather sports finish fourth and let both of us be in europa next season that's what i want uh <laughs> so i'm going what i want for for this one <laughs> kudos on donkey of the week i'll say mine quickly uh donkey the whole uh manchester united team this is very defense i the defense for Manchester United and midfield for sure. Mostly defense. Uh they they get my donkey, all of them from Maguire to Lindelof to Wambisaka to Tellers. Tellers. That's for United Podcast. Tellers is very, very overrated in my opinion. It's like he's just average both ways. But a lot of United fans like I don't I don't see anything in him. Um they get my donkey of the week. Second donkey I'm giving to is Wynaldon. Wynaldon and PSG as a whole, you know, whether it's Porch. Plus the players, like all the best coaches, Pep, Klopp, even Johan Cruyff. He always they always say like football is not a it's not a light switch. That's why they they are constantly intense with their team. They want their team to stay intense consistently. Pep always said he said in Pep Confidential. I'm sure that he knows this. He said one of the things that probably affected you know them was like winning the league early quickly when it was in Bayern when they win the league very quickly, bang, and by the time they get Champions League, they're cold. You know, and it's in the head, it's mentally, the mentally they are, you know, they are cold. All these players are cold. And he tries to make it intense, but it's like they can't replicate it because it's not the same thing. It's, but now, like, you know, they are they are that city always going to be constantly on. Uh PSG, their players, players <laughs> they don't respect Porch. Wynaldum has been terrible. That has been a terrible signing. Porch, he has been good. I mean, I guess they are winning by so many points, but still. It's like it's almost like he has this track record of you know players not 
maybe not respecting him. I don't know. But just fold at weird times. Late, late goals. Constant late goals. So, yeah, they take my donkey. Kudos, of course. I mean, it's right there. KDB and Manchester Derby. So, incredible performance today. They've almost been a hat trick. So, yeah. I'll say it, you know, teaching between my mouth, but I just have to be honest. Like, KDB was, was superb today. Uh, who wants to go? Who's ready to go? Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, um, kudos for the week, KDB. Donkey. Uh, no surprise, your fridge, Tamoko, what is that? <laughs> Ari Maguire. What, uh, I, I, all of them, the whole defense was for you. What, what? I don't know what that guy was doing, man. You know, I, I, I will try to extract, uh, take away the gear from me a little bit because, you know, man, it's tough playing behind someone like Maguire. You know, I just don't know what, I don't know. I think it makes everybody look so bad. Like, Someone I was seeing a meme today, like he did a step over for the second goal. <laughs> like I didn't know what that was. Like <laughs> just clear the ball to like you know, right. Like there. you know, just play to the corner. He stepped yeah, over. I was like, what did he do there? Maguire, like, wow. really? <laughs> I think when he's under pressure, he's he's thinking he's thinking just on mumble. That's what I see about him. Like, consistently, what is pressure? I have a friend. I I tell my friend that Maguire. The problem with what I see with Maguire is he should be a junior partner in the defense. He should yeah. be beside like a Van Dyke. You know when I said this, what yeah, you know he I should be beside this? like a Van Dyke. I, I don't see him like someone as a leader. Like yes, he can be beside somebody else that will lead. Imagine Maguire with a Van Dyke. You know, Van Dyke doesn't do all the, all the terrible, all the uh, tackles at, but he points you. Okay, he, right. he guides people. Same thing with Thiago Silva. Put Maguire. Maguire has the energy. He can do all those kind of things. But you know, putting the pressure on Maguire to go do these things to lead people, he can't even lead himself, right? So that's where the problem is. Yeah. If you put him beside, there's a good defender inside of Maguire, but just not a good leader. Yeah. He can do the dirty work, he can get dirty with you, but you know, he needs a Van Dyke. Look at what, what Matip looks like beside Van Dyke. Look at what everybody in Chelsea but looks like David Silva. That's what the thing is with defenders. That's why you get people saying sometimes like, oh, if you put the two best defenders in the league together, they'd be like the best partnership. No. But it doesn't really work like that with partnerships. Like it's, I always say you need a leader and someone that's willing to listen. So this is the reason why City's best partnership has been Stones and Diaz because Diaz is a leader. He's a natural leader the way he is. And John Stones is happy to just listen to what he's being told and do what he's supposed to do. So Laporte is a better player than Stones on paper. Like if you had to pick one of them, you'd probably pick Laporte. Yeah. However, Laporte and Diaz doesn't work as well as Stones and Diaz. And it's because the partnership, they've got a bromance for starters, that helps. Um, and they just work well together. So I think when it comes to like defenders, you always get people saying, oh, I want, even I don't know. I don't even know if two leaders could work. Like if you put Diaz, no, like it, Van, it, Van, Van Dijk and Thiago Silva would be a disaster yeah. because oh, oh, oh. yeah. So you need someone that is like a leader and someone that will just kind of take everything on board. And Stones is not arrogant in that way. Like he doesn't. He will. He will listen to what Diaz says and and you know do what he's told basically. And it it really works. And I think in the past with company we've had that. Because company's always been the leader, and we've had like the likes of Lescott 
you know, who will just listen. So, yeah, I think that's what United, the problem with United is like Maguire's not a leader. Lindelof's not a leader. Varane, you could argue, is more of a leader, um, but he was not the leader <laughs> in Madrid. So it's like he's he's the John Stones that's now got to become the Diaz. So, yeah, I think you need a Van Dijk or a company. You need that or a Diaz. You need that sort of player to come in alongside whoever you're going to pick out of Varane, Lindelof, Baye, whoever. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's taken us a while to replace company. Yeah, so it yeah. is difficult. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Are you done, Darius? Yeah, done? I'm done. Okay. Yeah, the brain. Sorry. Well, Maguire. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's Derby Day. I knew it was going to be extensive. Uh, give us your Who's that donkey for the week? Um, ooh. I want to say Bruno Fernandes. He's so annoying. Like, I know he wasn't the worst player on the pitch, but the like, he was on the floor, like, just for no reason. Like, oh, he was driving me insane. Like, I, when I thought he was going to get that tap in, I was so pissed. And then Edison just put it over. I thought, thank God, because I would have never heard the end of it. Um, I don't think he was the worst, obviously, but he just annoyed me the most. So I'm going to say him. Um, kudos. I actually, obviously, De Bruyne was really, really good today. But I actually really rated Grealish's performance, like, um, I haven't seen that yet from him. We've seen sort of bits of it, like away at Watford, he was very good. He should have had four goals in that game, how he didn't score, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he, he's been good before. And like obviously, we know with Pep, players take a while to adapt. And I could tell that Grealish wasn't going to be great in his first season because a lot of our players aren't. Um, but yeah, today he was defending, you know. He was yeah, ball. the only problem that he had is he kept passing it to Cancelo, and Cancelo for me had one of his worst games today. I don't think he was the usual Cancelo, otherwise, it would have been a lot worse for United. Um, but yeah, Grealish kept laying it off to him, and then his passing is not quite what it should be, so it wasn't really working. But I think if you had a fully like Cancelo at his best, Grealish would have got some assists today. Um, but yeah, I thought he played well, so I want to give him credit because I don't always give him credit. Um, so yeah, you can get yeah. it today. Before we go, Chiki to uh, to give us and end it. Uh, the mission at United is there. There's no hope left. You don't have a mission, let alone having players who feel said mission. Ogakwan, we hear you. You have come again. When Maguire goes shopping for shoes, he buys two right legs. <laughs> uh, this guy's the biggest Maguire agenda. I rather have two times four plywood mannequin. In front of yeah, that have Maguire. <laughs> okay, Chuki, take us home. What what are your goodies and donkey of the week? I, I like the banter around Maguire because he's so deranged. Like there's no there's no real you know there's no real intellectual facility that tells you any of this is true. Um, I saw a tweet, a tweet today that says um, Maguire is the only player to feature in the Euros team of the tournament, World Cup tournament te um, team of the tournament, and Premier League team of the season. Was it was it was Yeah, I believe so. No, it wasn't. It was John Stones and, and Diaz. Are you sure? Absolutely, I remember. When we talked about this, when we had this conversation check WhatsApp when I posted, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, I guarantee you, he was it was John Stones and Diaz. He was. Even though we about, saw that he had better, the season before. He had better stars than John Stones. You know, no, it was a season for definitely. Okay, I can't remember anyway. But, but, season okay, one of those three things, at least two of them are true. 
I know. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have to. I have to research the Premier League. But I, I yeah, just he wasn't. wasn't. He wasn't. Huh? I see that he wasn't. He wasn't. Okay, fine. But but people okay. said it should have been. People said it should have been. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Either way, the Euros one is there, and world the, the World Cup team of tournaments is there. Yeah, so. It was. so as I said, there is a player there. Um, I believe Ali's biggest mistake was to make him the captain. But I understand why he was made the captain because at United there's literally no leader, none, zero, zero to nothing. Um, so that's who he gave. You know, he cost eighty million. He's uh, he plays really good for England. He gave him, you know, gave him the ban. I don't think he's a leader. I think he should just kind of, you know, abdicate the ban to someone else. But the the problem is there's nobody to abdicate the ban to. Um, yeah. Popular choice for United fans is mostly McTominay, but there's, there are many reasons why that should never happen. Um, so Donkey for me um, is for, for me. I'll say it's Ralph Ragnick for his um, take Yankin Pogba at the 60th minute. Yeah, I think that was just atrocious. Yeah, um, um, I think that was just terrible. For two, I think Maguire, Lindelof, sorry, Lindelof and um, um, and AWB today. Those three, and Telus, all four of them. Then I'll add that here in there for the, the, for the, the fourth goal. He basically passed the ball. To, I, he was passing to them the entire game. But I that stopped. one, we... I stopped watching. You, I went to brunch. You, 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 I'm like, what? I have yeah. to... <laughs> With the, the man yeah, that's, that's, at some point, we need a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper that can hit more red shirts than not. You, you know, you just I don't understand. Um, yeah, the Myers goal was definitely his that he was the first offender there. So, those four the United defense plus the goalkeeper, the, the second donkey for kudos. I'd like to give it to the young lad Foden myself. Okay. Um, he he stood up today, he stood up for City in a big way. You know, he caused a lot of chaos just himself. Um, and a lot of people are recipients, especially the burner was um, recipient to that. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's my donkeys and kudos. Okay, take the um, okay, comments. Last comment to end. Say, mm-hmm. why has no intellectual facility? <laughs> anything intellectual about him. <laughs> my donkeys, Ralph. End up. If it were only, I'd be giving donkey all day. I like your consistency. Okay. Comment. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Uh, this is where we end the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we end the show. Uh, well, if you are, if you get to this place, if you're watching, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Daily Bank. I know you, you do you do a lot of things um, on uh, what's what's the show again? Chicken Man with that you always go on. Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on Foodie Fancy today. By the way, if you guys haven't subscribed, subscribe. Um, also for all for um, all for United and um, you know if you. If you fancy yourself a writer, come hit me up and we'll talk about things for um dailymark.com. Okay, okay. I know you're nice. Okay, and you said you're not, you're not done in a while. We can talk about that later off the like off the stream. Uh thank you everyone for coming. Jan, Daya, Chuki, and everyone for joining us in the comments. Like, share, subscribe. We are out. <laughs>